Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man Edub taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Welcome, welcome into the show. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your busy schedule to tune into the Hawks Beat Podcast. Man, we are presented by the Minute Media Podcast, and tonight we have a victory to talk about. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks uh, take down the Chicago Bulls and uh, mid-range Jesus, <laughs> the man known as DeMar DeRozan, um, behind just a spectacular night from Trey Young, who goes for 39-13. and 13. The Hawks get the dub 130-124. to 124. Um, we're going to talk about all the ins and outs of the game, our perspective. We're going to hear back. We're going to hear some fan feedback, as well as some sound from Nate McMillan and Trey Young. But um, yeah, first things first, man. Good win for the Hawks tonight. A much needed win. I said all these games right now are pretty much must wins. Like you got. I mean, if you if you talking about playoffs. If you're talking about trying to do something in the playoffs, you know, um, you got to win these games, man. I, I still I, I'm holding on to my assertion that the Hawks are not necessarily a playoff team. 
Um, I think they are a play-in team, <laughs> which is a little bit different from a playoff team. I don't think that they're uh, good enough to get to the sixth seed. I don't believe they will get to the sixth seed, but uh, I do believe that they have the possibility to make the play-in. And, um, you know, well, it's been well chronicled of how I think. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, man, good win for them. And got a quick turnaround. A quick turnaround because they play Washington tomorrow in Washington. So um, they got to hop a plane tonight, uh, get in Washington late tonight, I imagine, and get ready for tomorrow's game. So, you know, we're going to see how that uh, matchup turns out. Washington has not been playing really good basketball as of late, <laughs> uh, to say the least. I guess that is a friendly <laughs> way of saying that they haven't been playing their best basketball, but uh, they have a lot of things going on. But this is the NBA, man, and guys get paid to play basketball just like uh, everybody else. You know what I mean? Uh, the Washington Wizards are only two games behind the uh, Atlanta Hawks. They're 28 and 33. And uh, you can't sleep, man. Can't sleep. Second games of back-to-backs are usually tough. And you're going to see what this Hawks team is made out of. Um, I don't know what the status is on John Collins. And let me just say this before we get started and get into the game. We're going to get into the game. I'm, I'm tired of people talking about how close John Collins is to playing. Like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Is he going to play or is he not going to play? I'm tired of hearing that he's running. I'm tired of hearing that he's practicing. Is he going to play or is he not going to play? I'm just, I'm just, at this point, I just want to see him out there. Just want to see him out there. I don't want to hear he's getting better. I don't want to hear it. Because there's no, there, like, there's no wiggle room. There's no wiggle room. There's no time to be like, oh, well, he just wants to make sure. No. You need to either play <laughs> or he going to be set out for another week. You know what I mean? But I don't quite know the status on him tomorrow. I'm sure once we get the injury report, um, we'll know better. So um, let me go ahead and get rid of some of this housekeeping. I'm a little late on that. A uh, big part of what we do is on the social media front. So connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HawksBeat. Um, that's how you find us on all of those platforms, whatever social media you're on. Uh, we're there. We're there. Also, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. But however you listen to us, we don't. It doesn't really matter. Spotify, uh, Stitcher, however you get your podcast, um, you can find us there. I believe we're even on iHeartRadio. And uh, make sure you subscribe there. Also, make sure that you um, subscribe and give us a five star rating. We need some more ratings to. Uh, jack up our credibility in the podcast world so uh that is it for the housekeeping um let's get into it man the the hawks were uh taking on the bulls for the fourth i believe it's the fourth and final time uh this this season between the chicago bulls and i gotta say uh that's a relief <laughs> that's a relief because these bulls are a handful and uh to not see them on the schedule for the rest of the year, uh, it is good. It's good. Um, the Hawks are 10-2 in their last 12 games played in State Farm Arena. Um, so they, they've kind of gotten their swagger back a little bit playing at home. Uh, you see that they're starting to uh, become a comfort level. 
And I'll tell you this. I was not at the game tonight. Um, busy day at work. Couldn't make the arena. I could, but I was tired and I wasn't going to run myself ragged because I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> wasn't going to happen. But I will say the last uh, games, the last several games that I've been to at home, nice energy in the building. Um, the guys seem comfortable at home. And, and it is becoming a a um, a formidable place to play. Like I remember covering the Hawks where teams would come in and they would party and they were just new. Hey, we're going to Atlanta. We're going to go to Magic City. We're going to party. We're going to eat good. We're going to run these Hawks out the building. And then we're going to get off the plane and leave. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's uh, it, it's become a, a a a formidable place to play in um, uh, down at State Farm Arena. So, um, again, like I mentioned before, John Collins was not able to go tonight. So, Hawks went with the, the normal starting five. Trey, Kev, DeAndre, Gallo, and Clint. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, I that's that's the best five you can throw out there. I really like the idea, again, of Bogey coming off the bench. Bogey coming off the bench, man, is just, it's working right now. I'll just say that. Um, last year, when the Hawks went on a run, uh, Bogey was a big part of that. That man was just shooting lights out. Um, running with that second unit. Whether you got DeLon out there with Bogey and Lou and you kind of run that three-guard tandem, it's, it's effective. <laughs> it's effective. It's been effective. Like, even Gorgie Jang, like, uh, I mean, you give up a lot with, with a Kongu out, and, and hopefully he can come back sooner than later, but um, you give up a lot of beef in the middle, but... Um, Bogey man, he 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 is buckets. He is boat. He is buckets. So, um, as far as the starters, all five guys in double figures. I thought they were solid. I thought that DeAndre Hunter kind of rebounded from a bad game in Boston. Um, Eighteen points for for the young kid, and I thought he did it. I thought he did a decent job on DeRozan. You know, DeRozan went for twenty two, and considering how he's been playing. I think that's good. Like, I think that's been good. You know, he had the primary assignment on, on, uh, mid range Jesus. And, uh, I think he did, he did yeoman's work on it, especially towards the end. But, um, let's go ahead and get into this game flow and just look at some of the numbers and talk a little bit about what we saw during the game. So if you heard last night's podcast, uh, well, was it last night? Night before last. I'm sorry. Um, I titled that podcast A Tale of Two Halves, and I probably could have done that again with the Hawks tonight. Um, I didn't think they played bad in the first half. They just didn't play better than the Bulls. (laughs) Like, does that make sense? Um, They just weren't getting the stops they needed, and they were playing good offensively all night. Um, I don't know the offensive metrics or, like, you know, the... the, uh, you know, the wind shares and all that detailed analytics for you. But um, from what I saw, they was, they was right with them, like, you know, the whole game. Uh, it's just in the second half, you started to see a little bit more defensive intensity. Um, started to get some more stops. Uh, they had bouts where they just really didn't play good basketball. Like, they just didn't play good basketball. But 
that fourth quarter, they put up 40 points. <laughs> like, they put up 40 points in the fourth quarter, and that is something to not sleep on. Because typically fourth quarters are like 18, 20 points. But to throw up a 40-burger, huge, huge for the Hawks. But um, let's start in the, four, in the first quarter, man. I thought that uh, they came out looking decent. I mean, they got outscored by the Bulls 35-29. to 35 points is a lot of points to give up in the, in a, you know, in a quarter, but I wasn't really, I mean, the defense, yes, it could have been better, but like, you know, you're playing against a really good bulls team and they were hitting threes at a elite level. <laughs> like they were hitting threes. Uh, they were seven of 11 in that first quarter from three, 63%. Now, if you give up 63% for the whole game, you know what time it is. You just have to know as a team, like, they're not going to shoot 63% the whole game. You got to kind of hope that, right? <laughs> and so they got off and they were shooting the ball well. Like, they were shooting the ball well from three and they were shooting the ball well from the field. The Hawks, you know, they, they were okay. Like, they were okay, but they they couldn't keep up from the three-point. Like, And the Hawks are one of, actually, the Hawks and the Bulls are, like, tied for the most efficient three-point shooting in the league. I think they're like two and three, respectively. And I think they're both shooting like the same amount. So when they put up threes, they make threes, both teams. Um, it just so happened that this Bulls team got off to a quicker start. And so, you know, you know the game is going to be fourth quarter, so you don't really... I've never really seen a game lost in the well, never mind. Let me not say that. <laughs> I have. But uh they didn't lose the game in the first quarter. I just thought that um Chicago came out and shot the three ball really well. Uh Trey Young, and we'll we'll talk about um him playing, you know, uh in the third segment when I play some sound. But uh, Trey was a game time decision. They didn't know how his anchor was gonna respond. And to be honest, that was one thing I was kind of looking at. Um, I wanted to see his movement and what he was, you know, how he was moving on that ankle. Uh, Trey said after the game, he was like, you know, I taped it. And once I went to shoot around for the game, he was like, I felt good. And I knew if I could move around and felt good on it with the tape, then I would be good. He was like, he didn't wear the ankle braces uh, during shoot around. And he said he felt good. And as you can see from tonight. Uh, he, he was okay. <laughs> he was okay. So that is one thing to look out for going into next game because it's a very short turnaround before you have to go to Washington. So uh, Trey with 10 points and six assists in that first quarter, uh, just doing what he does. You know, second quarter I thought was kind of a draw, you know, as far as, as the back and forth. You know, you saw a lot of back and forth between both teams. Um the subs getting in there and doing their thing. I thought Bogey came in, gave them good energy. He had seven points in the eight minutes that he played. And Bogey has been just a tremendous factor for the uh, for the Hawks coming off that bench, man. Like, he's been a tremendous factor for them. Uh, <clears throat> when you look at the Bulls, um, you know, they, they don't really have a guy go off. You know, uh, Tristan Thompson, the Hawk killer. <laughs> always comes in and does what he does. You know, he had six points in the quarter. But it, it was just kind of a, a kind of a draw in that second quarter, you know, just kind of filling each other out. And when it was all said and done, 
the Bulls took a little lead into the first half. Into the half, into halftime. I'm sorry, uh, 63 to 56. Um, again, offensively, you looked okay. You just needed more stops. You needed more stops. And um, early on in the third, as we transition to the third quarter, you start getting some of those stops. And to the point that the Hawks built a 10-point lead. Um, I don't know exactly when. I think it was closer toward maybe the three or the four-minute mark. So, I mean, you ha- you have this 10-point lead, and then in the span of like three or four minutes, it's gone. <laughs> like, the Hawks ultimately win the quarter, like 34 to 29. But, like, you you, you had a tremendous opportunity, and you kind of just let it go away, go by the wayside. And I don't know if it was more the Hawks or more the Bulls. I think the culpability kind of falls on both. Like, the Bulls are making some nice plays, and the Hawks just, just immediately stopped getting stops. <laughs> like they immediately stopped getting stopped. So you're going into the fourth quarter. Uh, the lead is gone. And not only is the lead gone, now you're down by two. And you know the fourth quarter, Nate's going to start it with that bench. Because that's just how the rotation is. He usually plays Trey the whole third quarter. Gives him a little bit of rest before the fourth. And usually brings him back about the eight minute, eight and a half minute mark. Um Bulls were starting to make some plays, and I was like, and I don't know if Nate, if Nate read one of my tweets during the game, but I was like, oh, get Trey up early, Nate. Don't wait to that eight-minute mark, and he must have heard what I said, because <laughs> as soon as I tweeted that, I saw Trey unwrapping those knees, getting himself into this ball game. So he entered the game around the nine-and-a-half-minute mark, usually about a minute earlier than he usually does. And I thought that was a good call by Nate. Um, He kind of sensed that Chicago was going to make a run and and do things. And as soon as Trey came in, of course, the offense, uh, it just has a different feel when he's out there running it, you know. Uh, And when he's making shots and creating the way he was tonight in that fourth quarter, uh, it's something special. It's something special. And the only way the Hawks were going to win this game tonight, Trey Young had to be better than DeMar DeRozan. He had to be better than DeMar DeRozan. And tonight, he was. In Chicago, he wasn't. But tonight, at home, he had to be. Um, You can say, you know, he had to get a little get back from the game in Chicago because the game in Chicago wasn't a good game for Trey. was not a good game for Trey. But in that fourth quarter, it was the Trey Young and Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, duo that propelled the Hawks to this victory. Forty points in the fourth quarter is 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 really good. It's really good, you know. Trey goes for sixteen in the quarter. Bogey goes for thirteen in the quarter, and it was just too much of that duo, you know, too much of that duo. Uh, for the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan is three for eight in the quarter. You hold him. And again, like I said, you hold him to six points in the fourth quarter. And uh, I, I thought that that was the difference in the game. The last probably three and a half minutes, I thought that the Hawks got the key stops that they needed. And Bogey makes a big three. 
Trey makes a, a, a three that, that pretty much seals it, seal it. And uh, it's academic after that. It's academic. So um, good win for the Hawks. Um, good fourth quarter gut check win against a very good Chicago Bulls team. And, uh, yeah, man, you live to fight another day. You live to fight another day, but you're only as good as your left. You're only as good as your next, your next game. (laughs) Trey finishes the game 39 points, 13 assists. Bogey finishes as the second leading scorer with 20 off the bench. Uh, just a phenomenal game tonight from those two, man. And, uh, you just love to see it. You love to see it. Um, like again, all five starters in, in, in double figures tonight. Herder with 17, Capella with 12 and 11, Gallo with 11, DeAndre Hunter with 18. So uh, a, a good balanced effort. Even though Trey had 39, you have balanced, balanced scoring uh, from the Hawks tonight, which is a good thing. So we're going to take a brief pause. I'm going to get some sound queued up for you guys. Uh, hear a little bit from Nate McMillan, a little bit from Trey Young. We'll hear some fan feedback. Uh, I'll give my final takeaways, and then we'll put this pod to bed. You listen to the Hawksbeat Podcast, uh, presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I forgot to mention network in the first segment, but we are presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. So <laughs> we're going to take a brief pause, and then we'll come back with some fan feedback and some sounds from the game. All right, folks, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast. Um, talking about a Hawks win over the Chicago Bulls. Now, um, we got a little sound from Nate McMillan, a little bit of sound from Trey Young. And uh, let me cue that up, and we'll hear a little bit about what they had to say about tonight's game. What is it like as a coach just to watch someone like this? You know, he's had a lot of these games, obviously. Okay, what is it like? What? What is it like watching someone like this where he's had some of these games where he's just completely went bonkers? I mean, you, you just, you love to have a player like that. Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's Trey out there doing those things, uh, making the reads. It's not coaching. Uh, you know, he's, he's making plays, uh, you know, he's in a zone. Uh, he has a read. He has a feel for what the defense is doing and how he can attack it. And, you know, when guys get hot like that, uh, you basically are letting them play. Yeah, I'm curious to follow up. How- <laughs> Nate's like, look, man, I ain't no dummy. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I this this ain't this ain't all coaching. You know what I mean? It, it's it's the boy is the boy is good at the game of basketball. <laughs> and when he gets going like he got going in the fourth quarter, you let him do what he does. And uh yeah, man. So that was his name, McMillan. Talking about Trey Young's performance, thirty nine points and thirteen assists, joining Allen Iverson for uh let me see what the tweet was again about um there was some uh, achievement in this game, and I don't know if I mentioned it earlier in the first segment or not, but Trey Young has tied Allen Iverson uh, for the eighth most 30-point, 10-assist outings in NBA history with 47. He's already tied, tied Allen Iverson on 30-point, 10-assist games in NBA history. He's eighth. The boy's not even 25 yet. So, you know, you don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I say that's off to a pretty daggone good start. <laughs> that's off to a really good start. 
and salute to Trey for that uh, achievement. I wanted to ask him a question about that, but I, I got my hand up too late. And by that time, uh, Mr. Steinberg let me know that they got to catch a plane. So uh, maybe next time I'll ask him about that. But uh, salute to Trey on that achievement. Um, Trey actually, I, I also spoke with the media after the game. And uh, we got a little bit of sound from that. But here's a little bit about what he had to say after tonight's game. Play tonight? Uh, a little bit, to be honest. I, I, uh, I was thinking about about it on the way to the arena. Um, just understanding we had back-to-back, too. Uh, not wanting to, to to mess it up even more. But, I mean, if I felt comfortable and shoot around with the tape, that was my main thing. Just wanted to, to see how it felt with the tape on it. Uh, I haven't played in tape in a minute, so... To see how that felt before I really made a decision. Obviously, when you were in Chicago, you, you played poorly that night. Um, mm-hmm. How much did you want to, you know, get back at these guys? Obviously, they're one of the top teams in the East. Oh yeah, I mean, I owed them one. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, I just feel like they they had a. I mean, Io had a great defensive game against against us. I feel like there were some shots that I, I mean I had that were open I could have made um, against them, um, but. Right after the break, a lot of the travel, I felt like my legs just weren't there. And I, I mean, I put that loss on me and I felt like I could have been better. And so tonight I wanted to come out here and I owe my team one uh, to come get a win. I can read lips. So there you have it, man. You know, <clears throat> Trey saying that he felt good before the game, uh, just taping the ankle. That felt good. So he knew he would be all right once uh, the braces got on. And uh, the rest is history, man. The rest is history. And uh, say, look, man, I, I, I owed them one. <laughs> I like that. He said, I owed them one. And uh, he definitely got it back tonight. He definitely got it back tonight. So, uh, Hawks get the dub and uh, a good win in the city of Atlanta. Um, let's go to some fan feedback. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Courtesy of our uh, our Twitter. Again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following us at HawksBeat. Uh, search for the Hawksbeat page on Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, chat with us. Let us know what you guys think about the game. I always ask after the game, I, want, I need fan feedback, right? I ask, what are your thoughts? What are your takeaways? Who are your players of the game? And uh, so I'm going to go down my timeline and uh, read a little bit about what you guys had to say about tonight's game. All right. My guy said, uh, let's see, who is this? Basically me on Twitter said Bogey and Clint. So I asked a question. Um, I said, is there anyone other than Trey that you think needs to get some recognition for tonight's game? He said, Bogey and Clint. Uh, honestly, Gorgie did a really good when he was on the floor filling in. Yeah, I thought Gorgie played all right. You know, Gorgie's kind of hot to call it. If he's not making them three balls, you really don't want to see him out there. <laughs> ain't going to lie to you. He didn't go lie to you, but uh, I thought Gorgie did okay. You know, I, I mean, I don't know if I would have picked him out and said, you know, he played well. But hey, man, that's your opinion. You know, we appreciate you checking in. Let's see. Uh, Cal Lessa on Twitter said, "I'm going to give props to Hunter. He had a terrible game previously, but came out and was aggressive. Nice bounce back game for Hunter and very good game defensively. Yeah, I thought that. Listen, DeRozan had 22 points." And you could probably say that he got held to 22 points, you know. Um, I thought that uh, DeAndre played a much better game tonight uh, than he did in Boston. And so salute to him. Salute to him. <clears throat> um, let's see. 
Shake Yerbo on Twitter said, wasn't it a couple days ago when people were trashing Trey for taking those shots? Yeah, man, it's a it's a uh, it's a make or miss league. <laughs> and some nights you're going to make them and some nights you're going to miss them. Um, I, I've taken Trey to task some time on those step back threes. He, he can hit them. He can hit them. But I'm going to tell you this. If, uh, if if the game is on the line and there's a, a shot that needs to be taken. I'd rather for him not to take it. I'd just rather for him not to take it. Statistics say that, you know, uh, he can hit that shot. I know he can hit that shot. And he can probably hit that shot more than other people can hit that shot. But I'm a fan because I'm a little old school. I'm a fan of getting the best shot available. I'm a fan of getting going towards the hoop. That's primarily what I like to say, what I like to see. But tonight he hit the shot, so he going to get all the credit. He going to get all the love. All right, let's see what up, what up, what up. Uh, let's see, Dewan Goodwin, Trey and Bogey. <clears throat> uh, Dewan Goodwin said they look good. Trey and Bogey wasn't going to let us lose this one. Glad to have Dre back. Yeah, so showing lots of love to Trey, lots of love to Bogey, uh, lots of love to DeAndre. That's what the fans are saying tonight. Thank you guys for checking us out on the Twitters. Uh, we greatly appreciate all of you guys. Last but not least, my takeaways are simply this. Number one, and I mentioned this earlier, they are still not a playoff team. Still not a playoff team. There's still some holes. There's still some questions about their toughness. Uh, and I do have a lot of questions that I wanted to raise tonight, but I forgot to raise them. So I'll, I'll just get them on the next pod. I'll get them on the next pod. So um, still a lot of questions. Still not a playoff team. Uh, they've taken another step closer to being solidified as a play-in team, but I don't think they're a playoff team just yet. Um, John Collins, want to see him on the floor? Want to see him on the floor? Don't want to hear anything else about how close he is. Don't want to hear it. Want to see him on the floor. And last but not least, good win for the Hawks. Like, wins are not easy to come by. And you got a good win against a good team. So you go to sleep on it. And you face another team tomorrow and try to do it all over again. So thank you guys for checking out the Hawks Week podcast. I appreciate all the support you guys have given us this season. And uh, we, we we still rocking and rolling, man. We still rocking and rolling. And like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and get to know him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.